0: Welcome to Central Baptist Church's Sermon Podcast. This program features the preaching and teaching of Corey Ramirez, the pastor of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. In God's Word, you will find the encouragement needed for today. And now, here's Pastor Ramirez. Forward by Faith is the title of this series. We're going to take messages from the book of Joshua that I hope will uh, encourage you in your walk with God. And also encourage our church as we uh, do the work that God has for us. You know, the people of this generation of the time of Joshua, they were not only a a blessed generation, but I think it's safe to say they were a faithful generation. It's probably one of the most underrated, what I would call, generations of the Bible. When people talk about the scriptures, uh, we often talk about the times of David and Solomon and even the judges. But this group of people is often overlooked. But it may have been the most faithful group of people in the Old Testament. Uh, They understood what it was like to go through the wilderness. And they understood what it was like to walk by faith. Uh, They knew what it was like to trust God when times got difficult. They knew what it was like to look to God for the impossible and to see him accomplish it. And because of this, this generation of people went into the land and they took it. Uh, They weren't perfect. Uh, There were mistakes made. Uh, They had some problems, but as a whole, they were blessed because of their faith, and God is the one who blessed them. And so I hope this series will encourage you to look to God by faith, to live by faith every single day, and to trust Him. And this morning, the first message of this series is a man with a purpose, a man with a purpose. Uh, Joshua chapter 1 is where we begin today. And this is where we see the beginning of the direction of God now leading them into the land. And we've read that there, the passage verses 1 through 9. But I want to look again here this morning at verses 1 through 3. That's what we're going to focus on primarily. It says here in verse 1, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise. Go over this Jordan, thou and all this people into the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you as I said unto Moses. Forward by faith. Forward by faith this morning. A man with a purpose. And I have three thoughts I would like to share with you that I hope will encourage you on Joshua and will encourage you as you live by faith. First, uh, Joshua was a faithful a faithful person is what he was. He was a faithful individual. And I want to share some things with you. We'll go back a little bit. I don't want to have time to go too far as far as in the scriptures, but I just want to develop a little bit of this man. First, he was prepared for this task. He was prepared. God prepared him. God got him ready. And God will get you ready for what he wants you to do. God will prepare you. But you have to stay faithful. You've got to be faithful to God. You know, it's interesting about Joshua. He was born in Egypt. We're not given when his birth date was or exactly where. But he was born in Egypt and he witnessed the hardships of slavery. He saw that with his own eyes as he grew up. He witnessed the bondage that the people were in. And he witnessed the power of the Lord to redeem. He saw God take them out of the land. He saw them go through the the, the, the blessings of being led away. And God prepared him through this. You know, God can work through any person. I wonder when Joshua was a little boy there in Egypt if anyone thought he'd be the one who'd lead him into the land. Uh, You just never know who God is going to grab hold of and work through. Be faithful and be ready. Be prepared for God to work through you in a great way. And that's what we find with Joshua. You know, for the most part, well, up to this point, he was second in command. Uh, You know, it's hard to be second in command because we want to be first all the time. And he was second in command. Moses was the leader. Moses was in charge. But you know what we find with Joshua? He was a faithful servant. He served where he was. Uh, And he waited for the Lord to exalt him in due time. Don't get ahead of God. Wait for God to bless you. Of course, be faithful. Be diligent where you are. But trust that God will bless you when he's ready to bless you. You know, God, is no, God knows when you're ready for the next step in life. He knows when you're ready to go forward. He knows when you're prepared for trials or troubles or any direction. And he'll move you forward at the right time. And that's what he did with Joshua. Joshua just waited on the Lord. He was faithful where he was. And that's important. Just be faithful where you are. Be faithful where you are today. Be faithful where you work. Be faithful where you live. Be faithful just in your life and serve the Lord. And as he waited on the Lord, he learned. He learned from Joshua. He learned as he went through the wilderness. Uh, he learned, obviously, what to do at times, but he also learned what not to do at times. You know, he, knew, he learned from the mistakes of others, and God blessed him. But he was patient. So he was prepared. He was patient. Uh, third, I want to point out, he was persistent. He was persistent. You know, patience and persistence can go hand in hand. You can patiently wait for God to work. And then when God opens up the doors, you can be persistent in doing what's right. Even while you're waiting, you can persist in the right ways. Turn with me, if you would, over to Numbers chapter 14. I want to just show you a little bit of his persistence of how this man, when he was young, was... When I say persistent, he was persistent in the ways of God in faith and trust in the Lord. He wasn't stubborn in his own ways... He was persistent in the ways of God. Uh, Chapter 14, uh, this is the passage here. What's happened leading up to this, what I'm going to read here, is Moses had sent the spies into the land that God had promised. And they went and they returned and they gave their report. And only two out of the 12, there were 12 that went, only two said, we can take this, God's given it to us, let's go. It was Joshua and Caleb. The rest said, ah, oh, it's just too hard. Have you seen the size of those people? Have you seen everything that's there? We, we, I don't think we can do this. And unfortunately, it was the rest that led or influenced the people. And here's what we have here. Notice what it says here, verse verse uh, 5. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. And Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that sh- Search the land, rent their clothes, and they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bread for us. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not." But all the congregation bade stone them with stones, and the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel. I'm going to stop there. Basically what happened is the people, the people wanted to attack Joshua and Caleb for their faith. See, Joshua and Caleb said, no, we, we can do this. God's given us his land. But the people said no. But you notice he persisted. He persisted. So here, here's a thought on Joshua. He trusted God. Even when no one else would. It was just him and Caleb, basically, and Moses and Aaron. And that was it. So here's something to challenge you with. Trust God in all things and stick with Him even if you're the only one. Or the only two or the only three. You be faithful to God. And Joshua was faithful to God and he was blessed later because of his faithfulness. See, he stood with God and he stood up for what was right and God eventually blessed him. Uh, Here's the fourth one and as far as him being faithful, he was his own person. He was his own person. You see, Moses had died. Uh, that's part of life. Unless the Lord returns, that's the direction we're going. And that's what happened with Moses. He died. And now Joshua was going to have to lead the people into the land. Uh, you know what? He wasn't Moses. But he didn't have to be. He was Joshua. And that's who he needed to be. You see, God called Joshua for this purpose. And for this plan. You know this morning, the best person to be is yourself. Be yourself. What I mean by that is don't try to copy others. Don't compare your life to others. You walk with God. You be faithful with God. And you let God work in your life. God has made you who you are. And God will work through you who you are. You trust God. You look to Him. And you live unto Him. And that's what Joshua did. And God blessed him in a great way. And that leads us to our passage. That was kind of a a foundation this morning for the, the message. But here's the passage now. Not only was he faithful... But he was going to go forward. And that's what he was called to do. Let's go back to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. And we find here. First, I want to point out the direction that God gave him. Notice it says in verse 2. Moses, my servant, is dead. What's he telling him to do? Arise and go. Arise and go. Uh, Joshua, you don't need to sit there anymore. You don't need to wait. It's time for you to move forward. Get up and go. I don't know about you, but I like going forward in life. I, I like to go forward. It's nice to, to have something to do. It's nice to have something to look forward to. It's nice to move forward. And now Joshua has given this command from God to arise and go. Don't stand still anymore. You can now go into the land. Now the land was already theirs. God had given it to them. But they didn't claim it because of a lack of faith. But now God tells Joshua, you can go in. I'm giving you permission to go forward. And you've got to move. You notice how God's direction was simple and clear? I don't know about you, but that's pretty easy to understand. Arise and go. You don't need to really have any education at all to understand that. Arise and go. Get up and go forward. You see, God gives clear direction when he leads us. God gives clear direction in the word of God. This is something not only Joshua could understand, but it was something he could obey. And he could hold on to and say, okay, I'm going to follow you, God. And that's the direction that God gave him. But notice this. His decision was important. His decision was important. You see, you can receive direction and not act upon it. You can give, be given the best directions in the world and go your own way and get lost. See, God gave him direction. He had to act upon it now. And so he gives us direction to get up and go. And now the decision belonged to Joshua. He was given a choice. Would he go? Would he doubt? Would he stay put? Would he go backwards? Well, we know he got up and went. But see, he had a choice. He had a decision to make if he would follow God or not. Would he hesitate? Uh, We know he didn't. He acted immediately. He got up and he went. He was faithful. But you know, he didn't have to. It was his choice. It was his decision that God gave unto him. Kind of the same decision he gave to the people earlier. And that's why they weren't allowed to go in the land. Now he's giving it to Joshua again. You know, this morning, here's a lot of practical that I want to encourage you with. First, in God's Word, you're going to find direction. I want to encourage you to read your Bible every single day. Study it. Meditate upon it. Memorize it. Get to know the Word of God because this is God's Word to you. It's His revealed will. You want to know God's will? Read the Word of God. It's right here. He's got His will in here for your life. And the more you read it, the more you'll not only know about God, but you'll know how to live before God. And so we have direction in the Bible. And you have decisions from this direction that you've got to make. Will you follow direction? Let me just give you a few examples. How about a godly home? I don't mean, but I want a godly home. I want a home where God is glorified and where God is honored. But you have to choose to fulfill your end if you're going to have a godly home. God has made some promises in the Bible. God will bless. But you have some responsibilities that you must carry out. Let me give a few examples. You know, Ephesians 5. I'm not going to turn there. But there we have the responsibilities of the husband and the wife. If you're married today, you have responsibilities. God-given responsibilities for you to fulfill and for you to carry out. And those are yours. See, God has said, here, here's what you should do. And you do this. You're going to be blessed. What you have to do is get up and go. You say, okay, I'm going to do that. Not based upon someone else doing theirs but based upon you doing your part notice Joshua didn't say okay Lord uh, what do you want Caleb to do no Joshua went forward because that's what God wanted him to do husbands love your wives that's what God has commanded you to do wives obey your husbands that's what God's commanded you to do in other words submit to follow the leadership you see God has given so much instruction in the Bible it's up to us to apply that it doesn't stop there you're talking about the home how about children Obey your parents. You see, we have these directions in the Bible, and we're to follow these directions that God has given us. So, dads, moms, raise your children. Uh, We want children to glorify God when they grow up. Well, we've got to raise them after God in His Word. Train up a child in the way they should go. And when he's old, he'll not depart from it. Well, we've got to train him up. You've got to to fulfill that first part if you hope to see the blessings of the second part. And so that's a challenge for us. And so this morning, we've got to keep sin away from your family. If you're going to have a godly home, you're going to have to keep sin away, not only from your family, but just from your life in general. Guard your home this morning. I challenge you to guard your home. Be careful of what you allow inside. You know, I think the devil's going to do his best to infiltrate your home. He's going to do his best to get his teachings in there, to get his philosophies, uh, to get his ways inside your home, to distract you from God, uh, to, to pull any thoughts away from, of your thoughts to God to get you away from the Lord. So you got to guard yourself. you got to protect yourself and protect your home and keep that from happening. Now, let's take it to the church. Praise God for our church this morning. I want our church to glorify God. I want our church to go forward and fulfill the responsibilities that our church has. But that being said, we got to fulfill our responsibilities. Faithfulness, Faithful pastor. i got to be faithful. Well, members should be faithful too, not just the pastor. Everyone should be faithful to their responsibilities in church. Now, I know I'm preaching to the choir. You're here this morning. So thank you for being here. Praise the Lord you're here. But, you know, faithfulness is important when it comes to churches. I read a pastor recently said this. He goes, you realize, he goes, any church would close tomorrow if nobody showed up. It doesn't matter if the church had five people or 5,000. If, if people decided to stop coming, the church would just shut. Folks, that's true. It's it's up to the members to be faithful. Faithful as far as attending church, but also getting involved in your church. Joining the church, getting involved, and serving with your talents and your gifts and your abilities. And just letting God work through your life in your church. In your church. And so I encourage you. You know, a church grows when people have a desire to get involved. And so let's just serve the Lord. Let's pray that God will bless our church. You know what that is? That's going forward by faith. Going forward by faith. Trusting God to bless our church. And so I encourage you just to be faithful. Encourage you to continue serving the Lord in this church. Now how was he to go forward? He was to do it by faith. That's what he was to do. He was to go forward by faith. And that leads me to my, my third thought here this morning. And we're going to talk about faith now. Because that's how this was to be done. It was to be done by faith. Notice first some promises of God here. Okay, We're in Joshua chapter 1. And I want to show you a few promises we find here. Notice in verse 2, right up front, he says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people. And notice what he says. Under the land, what do you say there? Which I do give unto them. Which I do give unto them. That's a promise that he gave Joshua. He says, this is the land I'm giving you and the people. I've already given it. And he mentions it again throughout this passage. See, that's a promise that God gave to them. That's a promise that he was to act upon. That's a promise of God. And he was to put his faith in God's promise. See, the land was already theirs. God had already given it to them. All they had to do was claim it. That's all that was required. They just had to go in by faith and trust God. See, it was an element of faith here. And it was faith in God's Word. You know, the greatest promise in the Bible... Let me show you the greatest promise in the Bible. John chapter 3. John chapter 3, if you have your Bibles. And let's look at verse 16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. There's the greatest promise in the Bible. The greatest promise in the world. Whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. God has given that promise to the world. To every generation. To every person that's ever lived, whosoever believeth in Jesus Christ... We find here shall not perish. Romans 10 verse 13. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The greatest promise in the Bible is that God will save your soul if you believe on his son Jesus Christ for salvation. That's the greatest promise in the Bible. And that's a promise that you can claim. Now I hope you already have claimed that one. I hope you've already received Christ as your savior and that you have trusted in him. But if not, that's a promise that's there for you. And that's a promise based upon God's Word. That's a promise based upon who He is. He says, if you do this, I'll save your soul. You will be saved. And you'll be brought into the family of God. Now, when it comes to salvation, there's so many other things we get with salvation. But ultimately, it's forgiveness and life is what we receive when we're saved. And so this morning, consider that promise. Make sure that you have claimed that promise. And you know God as your Savior. If not, this morning, you can get that settled. You can get that taken care of. But think of the other promises. You know the Bible's filled with other promises. God has promised to comfort us when we're hurting. Take him up on that. You hurting this morning? Go to God. Ask him to give you comfort. Uh, he's also promised strength when we need it. Maybe there's someone here that needs strength for something at work. Strength in another. You know God's promised to give strength. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. See, we can have the strength of Christ to do what God wants us to do. Joshua was given this strength. He was to have courage and go forward because God would be with him. That's the promise of God. How about wisdom? You know, according to James, we can have the wisdom of God if we ask and believe. We've got to have faith. We can't be wavering. We've got to believe God will give it to us. But you can have the wisdom of God. Now, think about that. In other words, you can know, not only know right and wrong, but you can make correct decisions in life based upon god 's wisdom. Now think of all that applies to we 'll start with the home. There are a lot of decisions that will come inside your home that you need to make, whether it 's with your spouse, children, or just direction for your home. you know God will give you wisdom for those decisions, but you've got to ask him. ask him and believe and trust him, and he 'll give you the wisdom to make some decisions. And that's what we have to do. And that's what we have. God has promised us wisdom. But how about life in general? You've got decisions to make at work tomorrow. God will give you wisdom. And and something may come up out of nowhere. That's how life usually is, by the way. You know, you, you wake up, everything will go good tomorrow morning, and then all of a sudden, right in the middle of the day, something comes up that you've got to make a decision on. That's when you go to God. Say, God, help me with this. Give me wisdom. And trust Him. And then go forward. See, that's forward by faith. We're to go forward by faith. Trusting God to give us the answers uh, when we need Him. And to give us the wisdom uh, of Him that He can provide. Also, He'll provide your needs. The Bible says He'll provide our needs. Uh, I am grateful He's provided my needs and given me a lot more than just my needs. He's blessed me with a whole lot more. But He's promised to provide our needs. You see, God is good. That's, those are promises that God has given to us. Let's take Him up on those promises. That's what Joshua was going to do. He's moving based upon the promise of God. So go forward based upon his promises. And then secondly, in this here, as far as faith, how about the presence of God? Notice what God told Joshua here. Let's go down to verse 5. It says here, There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. And then if you'll notice down verse 9, as he closes out this passage, he says here, Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. That's how he closed off this here passage or this conversation here in direction. By telling Joshua, I'll be with you. And the people, wherever you go, I'll not forsake thee, I'll not fail thee. You know what this is? This is what we call an implication of power. Uh, you know what uh, Paul said in Romans eight thirty one? If God be for us, who can be against us? Now stop and think about that. If God is with you, who can be against you? Well, the world may try to give you a difficult time. Or you may run into some trials and troubles. But ultimately, if God is with you, you're going to be Okay. God's going to work things out. God will guide you. God will direct you. And God will work in your situation. Because if, if God be with you, who can be against you? God's almighty. God's the creator. And so what we have here is the presence of God implied the power of God in their life. And in the direction that they were going. First, notice God would not fail them. Verse 5 tells us, he says, I'm not going to fail you. That's the first thing he says, I'll not fail you. So if they followed God, they would succeed. How many of you like to succeed? I like to succeed. And I like, well, I like winning board games, card games. I like to win. I don't like to lose anything. It's fun to win. And here he says, you go with me. You're going you're to be successful. I'll work things out. And he said, you'll succeed. Now, we're not talking about earthly things. He's talking about the spiritual, that God is going to fulfill his word and the promises that he'd given unto them. All they had to do was go forward. And he guaranteed success. You know, my thought on this is God was not going to let them fail if they walked with him if they went by faith and they went forward and they trusted him he would not let them fail let that sink in for a moment you're raising kids you trust God he's not going to let you fail you do what's right the church we do what's right God's not going to let us fail what I mean by that that's not saying you're not going to make a mistake we are not going. We might be tested we might be tried but if we walk with God he's going to bless us He's going to provide. Now, we're not talking about worldly success, okay? The world measures success different than God does. We're talking about the success from God. God with us. God blessing us. God providing. God going with us as we go forward. By the way, you know, the world often looks at success differently than God does. Uh, Let me give you an example. I read a story recently, and I might have shared it with the church a while back. Uh, It was a story of a man who was pastor of church for many years, many years, in England for many years. Church didn't grow at all. He was faithful, did what he could. Church didn't grow hardly anything at all. It got to the point where uh, the men met with him and said, you know, I think it's time that you you left. And they loved him, but they, they said, it's just not working here. And he said, well, he goes, if that's what the church wants, then, you know, he goes, I'll go forward. Well, there was a young boy there. Actually, it was the only comfort he had had recently. And the young boy wept and went up to him and, and hugged him and said, uh, you know, please don't leave. And that pastor looked at him and said, he said, son, he goes, uh, you stay faithful. You stay faithful. He goes, you don't allow anyone to change the direction that God's going to lead you and you stay faithful. And that pastor resigned and he moved on. That young boy, his name was Robert Moffat. He ended up becoming a missionary africa for many years later david livingston that missionary to africa served under him or was called to the ministry under him and robert Moffat would be the one who would tell the story about this saying he couldn't wait till he got to heaven to be able to tell that pastor that your efforts weren't in vain that god blessed you you see success in the world's eyes he wasn't successful that pastor may have looked like a failure because things weren't happening the way everyone thought they should but in God's eyes, he was faithful. And guess what? God, who knows how many souls were saved because of that one young boy he led to Christ. You see, what it is, is we have to be faithful where we are and trust God to take care of the rest. Not measure our success based upon what the world says. But be faithful to God and let him determine. What's right and wrong. Let him determine if it's successful or not. And just trust the Lord to bless. So we have here the presence of God. God's not going to let him fail. God's going to bless him. And then secondly, God would not forsake them. Is what he said. He goes, I'm not going to leave you. I think that's one of the best promises in the Bible. That God's not going to forsake us. He's not going to leave us. You know, God loves you. God saved you. God's there for you. He's not going to leave you. And that's what we find here. This was a promise to them that he would continue with them as they went into the land. So this morning, God's not going to fail or forsake you either. Okay, God is going to bless you and he's going to work in your life. Uh, you know, this morning, here's how I'd like to share this with you. You have a purpose just like Joshua did. Now, your purpose may be different. I'm not called to lead people into the land. That's not my calling. I'm called to pastor this church and I thank God every day for it. God's given you direction. And God has a purpose for your life. You must be faithful to God and trust Him. Glorify God. 1 Corinthians 10.31. I'm going to turn over there. It's a passage that you might be familiar with. I've quoted it at times. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And this morning I want to read it here. And share some thoughts with you on this verse and our passage, he says here in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, he says, do all to the glory of God. Do all to the glory of God. I was reading a while back the late Charles Spurgeon. Someone asked him once, they said, um, what is the purpose of mankind? He goes, if you could give an answer. He took him to this verse. He said, right here. He goes, this is it. Your purpose is to glorify God. And it begins with salvation. You know, salvation glorifies God. When you put your faith in Christ, that glorifies God. Because God saves your soul. So begin. If you're here this morning, you're not saved. That's where it starts. If you want to glorify God, you have to receive Him as your Savior. His work of redemption for your soul. And that glorifies God. But afterwards, once you're saved, you're to continue glorifying God with your life. And you do this by going forward. Going forward and living by faith. You know what's interesting? Joshua was not given all the details. He was just told, You go and I'll give you the land. He was given direction, but not the details. Sometimes it's the details, either lack of or once we get in the middle of trials, that cause the lack of faith. When we're not given all the details, we may doubt, we may struggle. You see, he was to go forward by faith, trusting the Lord. And let me make this practical here this morning. We, we talked about the home. Say so you're beginning a home. Maybe there's someone here who's beginning a home. I remember when my wife and I, before we were married, praying about marriage, and I had a, a friend. He's with the Lord now. I praise the Lord for him every day. Uh, because uh, I don't know if all are like this, but I wasn't I wasn't sure about marriage. But, of course, I was thinking all the financial, you know, how are we going to do this? Or how are we going to do this? How are we going to make ends meet? And I remember he sat down with me one day and he said, you know, he goes, he goes, you just trust God. He goes, God will take care of those things. He goes, you have to go forward by faith. He said, is God taking care of you today? I said, yes. He goes, he's providing for you, you know, to take care of things right now? I said, yes. He goes, well, then you go forward by faith. You've got to trust God in some matters. And I thank the Lord for that advice, because not only did it help me there, but it's helped me in other areas, too. You see, we have to go forward by faith, trusting God, because we're not going to know all the details. So when you're beginning a home, you're not going to know all the details how God's going to work things out. You might not know if you're going to have children or when you're going to have children, or if you do have children, how things are going to work there. By the way, when I began praying about having children, my wife and I had another thought, too, how are we going to afford this, or how are we going to afford? Well again, you've got to go forward by faith. You've got to trust God. And trust Him to lead you and direct you as you go forward. And that's what it amounts to. So when you have a a family, you've got to go forward by faith when you're starting a family. Or even in your home, by yourself. Here's another one. How about children out of the home? Maybe there's some here that their children are grown out of the home. You know, you still have to go forward by faith. Uh, You can't uh, give them timeouts anymore or discipline them. You may try to, attempt to. It might not work like it used to. but, But you know, you can pray for them. And you can encourage them. You can still teach them. Direct them. You see, your role as a parent is still there. Albeit in a different way, it's still there. And you can still be a blessing to your children. And what we find is that's done by faith too. Probably a lot more faith because you have to trust God will work in their hearts and in their lives, and so you have faith. You trust that God will take care of things, those details that you can't work out. You trust He'll work those out. Or even if someone's alone, maybe at some point in your life you're by yourself. By the way, if you if you are saved, you're never by yourself. God's with you. All right, you're always. The Lord's always with you. But you see, you go forward by faith, trusting God to take care of you and to work things out. And that's how you glorify God. How about in work, in your career? Maybe you're starting something new and you don't know how it's going to go. Well, that's when you trust God to take care of those things. You pray, you have peace about going forward, then you trust God's going to work it out. God's giving you peace. God's leading you. You go forward trusting the Lord to work it out. Or those moments when you're in the middle of something. That's, That's tough too, by the way. I've had that happen where everything's going well. And a minute later, everything's not going well. It seems like it all just blew up. Well, those are the moments you've got to trust God too and keep moving forward by faith. Trusting God is going to work this out. Trusting God has a plan, that God has a purpose, and that He's not going to fail you and He's not going to forsake you. But He's going to lead you the way He wants you to go. You see, every day we just got to trust God. Life is about going forward by faith. And trusting the Lord to provide. And that's what I want to encourage you to do. Go forward by faith. You know what Joshua was? He was a man with a purpose. He was a man with a purpose. God had given him direction. And now he had to follow. And he had the promise of success. Details not given. But the guarantee of blessings were there. So that's where faith was put to the test. His faith was put to the test. Because he knew what God would do. But he didn't necessarily know how God would do it. And that's where faith comes in. We know God's going to provide. We might not know how. We know God's going to take care of us. In certain situations, we might not know how. We know God is going to to lead us. We might not know how. And that's where the faith comes in. That's where you trust the Lord to work and you go by faith. So I want to encourage you this morning to go forward by faith, trusting God to bless your life. You've been listening to the preaching of Pastor Ramirez of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. We hope today's message encouraged you. If you would like more information about Pastor Ramirez or Central Baptist Church, please visit our website, centralbaptistchurch.org. Thank you for listening today. Be sure to join us again for another message from God's Word.